To throwing hands, I'm your boy Danny Guzman, aka Dan Tarantino, aka your grandma's favorite podcaster, and we're back, back with another episode. This time, covering UFC Fight Night, Corey Sanhagen versus Song Yadong, uh, coming off of UFC 279, which was crazy. More behind the scenes was crazy. You know, I was, I, I didn't get to. If y'all don't know, the card was shuffled up. Hamza Shemaev did not make weight. It was over by seven and a half pounds. And they mixed up the entire card. Crazy. And I didn't get to make a emergency episode like I wanted to. <clears throat> I was at work watching everything go down. You know, keeping up with... Uh, I was watching the weigh-in show. And... Um, Listening to when that ended, I was listening to Ariel Hawani on um, what was that? What was it called? I forgot what it was called. Let me look it up. But listening to him and then just refreshing Twitter. Oh, on uh, the Ringer MMA show, I was listening to them live and then just refreshing Twitter. Like, what's going on? What's happening? Some official. And it wasn't until three o'clock when Dana made that announcement that the the card was being shuffled, and this was. This was Friday? No. Was this Friday? Yeah, yeah, Friday. It was Friday. And um, I was at work. You know, I didn't get home till about almost 6 that day. And I didn't get to make an emergency episode like I wanted to, to get my new picks. But um, two out of my three picks out of that, those three fights that were mixed up, one, I picked Li Zhongliang, um, Jing Liang to win and they gave it to Daniel Rodriguez. I'm one of the people who think that Lee won that fight. You know, I, I'm a fan of D-Rod. I was but you know I like I like Lee. I was rooting for for um D-Rod for a bit, but you know, I'm just a huge fan of Lee. And Lee had a hell of a week. And I feel like his stock just went up. A lot of people just love this guy right now. Same with like how Paulo Costa, you know, people just love him right now, but uh, kind of different. He was, you know, when he had that whole missed weight thing, and yeah, now everyone loves him with the secret juice. Shout out to Paulo Costa, though. But, um, yeah, I've had him. He didn't win. Uh, I picked Hamza. He won. Didn't get touched. Fucking insane. And I had tweeted, I was like, yo, Hamza... <clears throat> Is uh what did I say? Something like Hamza does not mind playing the villain role, and I'm here for it. So like he was made for that shit, dude. He knows, you know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, shout out to Hamza. It's insane to me the amount of booze he was getting. Like I get it, UFC fans, <clears throat> they really 
like, oh, you missed weight. You're not professional. You know, I get it. But I'm still a fan of this dude. He's legit. And I really do hope the fight between him and Colby happens. Because that's, that's a good fight. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, And then the main event, Nick D. I mean, Nick, damn it. Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. A fight that all the, you know, hardcores have been wanting to see for years. A fight that I think should have happened five plus years ago. And um you know, it was it was good. I it was it was alright. It was good. Tony was looking good in that third round. I really thought like, yo, if this goes a distance, he's gonna take it. But Nate just, you know, does what he does, put the pressure on him. And it was kinda weird, you know, have Tony's corner telling him to shoot right there, like knowing how well Nate is on the ground, you know, he went for the shoot, ended up getting caught, Nate tapped him, you know, Nate went out on his, um, you know, went out in a, in a blaze of glory, you know, went out on his terms, which is dope, you know, he left it open-ended to where he's like, you know, I could return, which is cool, um, but I want, you know, I, I want him to go and make all the money, you know, go make the money, man, do your thing, some saying he's gonna go fight Jake Paul, you know, he's gonna go box him, and you know that that would be a big money fight. It would be good for him, but I don't know if Nate. I mean, what are they gonna fight at? Is probably a catchway, right? Like one eighty. I think that's what Jake and uh, Anderson are fighting at right now for this fight. So yeah, I mean, I guess if it's one eighty, that's not bad. So yeah, I mean, go make the money, man. Come back, fight Connor for that trilogy dip out, retire, you know, it'd be sick, but, um, yeah, that card was crazy, I didn't get to make an update, but it was cool, you know, the rest of the card was good, shout out Chris Barnett, that's my boy, I love that dude, man, and, uh, me and my girlfriend were watching that fight, she came in during that fight, and he was getting work, dude, I thought, just like what, um, I think it was Rogan had said, when he was like, it looked like, something was wrong on his left side of his face like if he had like paralysis or something but he was saying on Ariel's show that he like bit down on the inside of his cheek was like dangling so he was like messing with it you know which is crazy i thought really like this dude's jaw was broken or something dude but shout out chris barnett dude he uh came out did the damn thing got the win did his front flip danced cool ass dude man how can you not root for him but yeah, it was a good card. Uh, who else? Um, Johnny Walker came out with the dub. It's a good performance. Glad he won. Like I said, he needed that win. And um, apparently he got kicked out. But you know the story I had heard wasn't that he was kicked out. It's like he went out the wrong door and couldn't get back in. So he wasn't kicked out. He just wasn't let back in. Like he couldn't get back in. But uh, those pictures of him were just like wandering in the streets and his fight gear with no shoes with the gloves on and everything just funny as fuck so um but yeah UFC 279 it's pretty good um now we got this card you know we got Corey Sanhagen versus Song Yadong and you know let's get into let's get this money I'm gonna be laying down a parlay I, I don't know if I, I think I'm just gonna do all these do the separate parlay and I'm gonna start posting them on my story again like I used to so that people you know have them I'll post um, what, Friday night, maybe, or Saturday morning, 
one of those but i'll post them up you guys have them and lay these in so let's get into it man first up we got nicholas Mota versus cameron van camp uh you know nicholas Mota in his debut you know he was taking them calf kicks and it was doing some damage you know you can see the damage on him of course so i think if van camp wants to pull it off he could go for that same strategy you know just attack the legs maybe even take him to the ground now van camp he did get starched in his debut you know as well so he he would need to keep the distance and just work the legs down you know maybe wrestle him like i said come up with that w so i'm gonna take cameron van camp on this one feeling good on that one i'll take the dog to start it off start this card off with the underdog and yeah give me cameron van camp who's sitting at a plus 170 currently next up we got javid basharat versus tony gravely um you know this is a pretty good matchup Javid Basharat, he had a good debut against Trevin Jones. He, he's got good kicks. He's got a good gas tank. Uh, now, Tony Gravely has good wrestling, some good kicks as well. You know, he's he's coming off of a win where he showed off he showed off that wrestling, which I think he has to try to do this week against Javid. Though, I don't think he's going to be as successful with that against Javid. Uh, so, I'm going to take Javid Basharat. You know, I think I think he keeps it standing. He's able to keep it standing. He just take down defense, not get taken down. You know, at the end, get his hands raised for throwing them. And uh, yeah, man, give me Javid Basharat on this one, sitting at a minus one sixty-five. Next up, we got Mariah Agapova versus Jillian Robertson, and this one's pretty fifty-fifty to me. This is one of like I want to say three fights on this card where I feel like the styles matchup you know like it's like uh it's like you know the same fight styles you know they're matching up that way so you know if you look at mariah versus uh marina moroz her takedown defense was terrible and was struggling to get back to the feet you know also her cardio isn't the best now on the other hand uh jillian has good jujitsu not the best striking so i think whole strategy will be you know to take Mariah to the ground keep her there keep her busy down there burn her out you know so I think the ground game takes this one you know I'm gonna take uh, Jillian Robertson on this one sitting at a minus 145 uh, Daniel next up we got Daniel Zellhover versus Trey Ogden um, Trey Ogden in his debut against Jordan Levitt was taking a bunch of calf kicks whole bunch and um you know he took a lot of damage from it of course you know you take that many you're not checking them it's gonna fuck you up it's gonna wear you down and uh you know if jordan levitt can land all those on him you know then someone like daniel zahuber zahuber sorry um he should be able to land all the shots he needs and pretty much just bully trey on this one you know i'm i'm very confident that daniel zahuber comes out with this win you know, I think this is one of the locks on my on this parlay for me would be to take Daniel Zahuber on this. Um, I'm locking him in. Currently sitting at a minus 305. So he is a huge favorite in this fight. Um, I mean, if you want to lay some down on Trey, it wouldn't be a terrible idea. But I just actually kind of, yeah, I mean, I, like I, said, I, I just expect Daniel to just go in there and bully this guy. So sitting at a minus 305, add him to the parlay. Let's do it. 
Next up, we got Denise Gomes versus Lama Lukbunmi. Lukbunmi. Um, this is going to be a good matchup. You know, both are Muay Thai fighters. Sorry, I got mixed up. I got mixed up last one. It wasn't the Mariah Agapova, Jillian Robertson fight. It was this one I was talking about where, you know, both of them are Muay Thai fighters. You know, Denise Gomes just recently fought in the Contender Series and she didn't get a finish, which is usually what Dana's looking for, you know, to get that contract. You need a finish and that's what earns you, you know, the contract most, most times. You know, that's a for sure way to get in. But, you know, she still did get her contract and that's because... She, you know, she does have good power and good Muay Thai, great striking. And, you know, on the other hand, uh, Loma has really good Muay Thai. And she's been training in it forever. You know, I think she's more advanced, more refined in her technique. So I'm taking Loma Lukbunmi. But, you know, just be prepared for, like, a good striking match on this one, man. It's going to be a good one. Um... This has potential to be a really good fight. I'm excited for it. But, yeah, I'm locking in Loma. Uh, but Denise Gomes, she's she's tough, man. She's good. If you go back, I don't really remember what episode she was on for the Contender Series. I want to say episode, like, three, four, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, she's a good fighter. It's going to be a good fight. But I'm locking in Loma, Loop on me on that. Minus 225. Next up, we got Aspen Ladd versus Sarah McMahon. Uh, this one's tough. Um, Aspen Ladd has been a bit shaky, you know. Uh, Sarah McMahon, she's a bit older. She is 41. And if you compare the two, Aspen Ladd doesn't have danger striking, really. And, you know, we've seen that against Raquel Pennington last fight, but... That's because she's more of a wrestler. You know, Aspen Light has that wrestling. And so is Sarah. She's also a wrestler, a really good wrestler. So this is a tough one. I'm probably leaving this one off of the parlay, if I'm honest. I might leave this one off the parlay. But if I had to choose, I'm going to go with Aspen Lad. You know, I'm not I'm not confident in this pick. To be honest, this is one of those, like, you know, um, gun to the head. Got a pick right now. I go Aspen Lad. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the age and the speed into account. And like I said, this one might not make the parlay. But if I had to choose, I'd go Aspen Ladd, who is favored, sitting at a, currently sitting at a minus 140. But, like I said, not 100% confident in that. But, yeah, Aspen Ladd. Next up, we got Trevin Giles versus Luis Koske. Um, Trevin Giles, you know, has fought against a lot of tough fighters. And... This kind of seems like a bit of an easier matchup for him. You know, I think I think that's because of how his previous fights went. You know, he got starched by Dracus Duplessis and by Michael Morales. So this one is probably meant to be more in his favor. You know, now, uh, Lewis, um, did I say Louise earlier? Fuck, man. Lewis, in his debut, uh, he almost won. You know, but if you look at his fights outside the UFC... He's gotten a lot of them done in the first round. So if it went longer, it went longer than that in his uh, last fight, and he kind of gassed out, right? He, you know, that fatigue set in, and he got finished in the third by uh, Sasha Pal... Um, what's his name? Sa um, Sasha Palik Paliknikov. Palik Paliknik... Yeah, Paliknikov. Um, 
So, you know, who do I think will win this one? I go with Trevin Giles. Uh, I believe if he can make it out of the first round, you know, keep out of Lewis's range, he could tire him out, pull off this win. You know, if that if if Lewis burns out in the first round like I expect him to, like a lot of people expect him to, based on his previous fights, you know, I I think he can pull this off. So yeah, I'm gonna take Trevin Giles on this one. Uh who's sitting at a minus two ten right now. Next up we got Damon Jackson versus Pat Sabatini. Um, this one, this is going to be a grappling match. And I think this is a really good matchup, actually. You know, Damon Jackson probably has the better jujitsu, I would say. But then I would also say that Pat Sabatini probably has the better wrestling. You know, um, better than Damon Jackson. So, you know, this is a good one. They both have really good cardio. So, it's a tough one to call. You know, it's uh, it can really go either way. It's another 50-50 matchup on this card. But I'm probably going to go with Pat Sabatini on this one. I do think it'll be a close one. Like I said, um, expect a grappling match. Expect high-leveling gra high-level grappling on this one. And for those of you who don't like the grappling matches, you know, this is going to be one of those. I expect it to be. Like I said, they both, they're both wrestlers, grapplers, jiu-jitsu fighters. So, uh, yeah, you mean Pat Sabatini sitting at minus 180. I have a good feeling about this card, man. We're going to hit. We're going to hit. Uh, next up, we got Anthony Hernandez versus Marc-Andre Barriot. Barriot. Um, I think this matchup is another good one. Uh, they both have similar styles. You know, they just want to break you down, tear you apart. You know, Marc-Andre doesn't have great striking, but what he does have is he's able to put that pressure on you. You know, he has volume, and that's usually how he wins. And uh, Anthony is similar, but he's more likely to go for takedowns, grapple you, and that's how he breaks you. You know, that's how he'll break you down. Uh, this is another close one. If if Anthony Hernandez can take him down, you know, he can win this one for sure. But if Mark Andre can take him, um, sorry, if Mark Andre can stop the takedowns and keep it standing, he has a better chance on the feet. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the dog on this one. You know, I'm going I'm going Mark Andre on this, and I just think he'll keep that pressure on him, keep it standing, uh, just put it on Hernandez, pull off a W. So yeah, give me another underdog on this one. Give me Mark Andre Barrial, uh, plus one fifty currently. Next up, we got Tanner Bozer versus Rodrigo Nascimento. Um, Tanner has. I would say has more experience. Oh, obviously has more experience, you know, and uh, he's a, he has a karate background while Rodrigo Nascimento has the jujitsu, you know, it comes, it, what it's, what it comes down to is if Tanner can keep it standing and if Rodrigo can take it to the ground, I don't, I don't think he can take Tanner down. I'd say, you know, I think Tanner, uh, I think he can keep it standing, you know, pull it off. I say this one's going to end up being just a striking match for the most part. And if it is, then Tanner Bozer. I'm even going to say I'm going to call Tanner Bozer by KO slash TKO on this one, who is currently favored and at a minus 170. Next up, we got Joe Pfeiffer versus Alan Amadowski. Um, This one is a good fight. You know, I'm looking forward to this one. 
Joe Pfeiffer was on the first episode of this season's Contender Series and was the only one to get a contract that week in week one. This was the one, if you guys seen the clip, you know, a lot of people, he was the only one to get a finish that week. And Dana went up there like he does at the end of every Contender Series episode and he's talking to Lorisenko and he just goes like, uh, what did he say? He says, he said, I don't watch any of you guys' tape outside of when you show up today. So I don't know anything about what you've done in the past. That doesn't matter. You got to show me what's going on right now. Like, you got to show me right now. You know, basically along those lines. And he's like, you want a contract? Be Joe Pfeiffer. You want to be in the UFC? Be like Joe Pfeiffer. And just walked off. And then Laura Sengel was like, so does that mean Joe Pfeiffer gets a contract? And then he was like, yeah. So Joe Pfeiffer was the only one to get a contract that week. And, um... You know, he's got a great story, great backstory. I recommend going back to episode one of this season. And um, he's the last fight of the night, so you could skip through. The other fights were good, but like I said, he was the only one who got signed. You want to see Joe Pfeiffer, look at that fight. This man's a monster. Listen to his story. His backstory was really good. And, you know, he showed up and he did his thing. So I'll give a prediction on this one. And I'll give this, this prediction I'm going to give, even say... This is my number one lock of the night. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say Joe Pfeiffer wins this one by T by KO. You know, I think this guy's a monster. I think he has the skills and um, technique. You know, to send Alan Nemedovsky to the shadow room. You know, give me Joe Pfeiffer by KO. Uh, damn, he is sitting at a minus four thirty five money line bet, minus one sixty five by KO. So. I take him by KO on this one. Uh, that's a lot, I think. Um, I'm telling you, that's a lot. Next up, we got Andre Feely versus Bill Algio. Um, I think this is another matchup with similar style fighters. You know, they both are good kickboxers. I'd say Bill Algio has better jujitsu. Andre Feely, you know, he got his soul snatched by uh, Joe Anderson Brito within the first minute of round one. It was nasty. And uh, Bill Algio, you know, he's he's been on a run right now. Pretty good run. And I think this is a tough one. I do think this is a really good matchup. Pretty even matchup. Uh, but I'm going with the dog on this one. I think, what is that, our third underdog? Maybe? Something like that of this card? Um, yeah, I'm taking the underdog on this one. You know, I'm going with Bill Algio to take it. And he is currently sitting at a plus 105. Next up, we got the co-main event of the night. One that I am super excited for right here. We got Chidi, um, Chidi Jaquani versus Gregory Robocop Rodriguez. Uh, this is a good fight. A really, really good fight. And one that I'm kind of partial on. You know, I'm kind of torn on. You know, Chidi has great striking. He's got the kicks, he's got the boxing, he's got the nasty elbows that he could get you at close range with. And now, uh, you know, Gregory Rodriguez is super fucking good, man. You know, he's got power and great jujitsu. This is a legit 50-50 matchup for me. You know, I do think um, Robocop has the skills to take it to the ground, for sure. He's got the strength. Uh, you know, um... He, he has the strength and the skills to take it to the ground if he needs to. And to keep it on the ground, of course. You know, I believe he can do that against uh, 
Chidi, but they both they both have that power though. They both have power and great striking. This is gonna be a great fight, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this coming event. You know, if I had to choose, I'd go with the dog. You know, I'm a I'm a bit biased because I am a big RoboCop fan. So I think for him being plus money on this fight, that's you know that's not a bad bet for me. So I'm taking RoboCop, man. Give me Gregory Rodriguez on this one. Currently sitting at a plus 105. This is gonna be a banger. This is gonna be a banger. I like I said, RoboCop has good jujitsu, but I think this is gonna stay on the feet and they're just gonna slug it out, man. It's gonna be a banger. Good card, bro. It's a good fucking card. Um, next up, the main event. We got Corey Sanhagen versus Song Yudong. Uh, this is a really fucking good main event. Two great strikers at Bantamweight. You know, Corey Sanhagen has great movement, really good footwork, similar to like a Dominic Cruz, and has been compared to him. I'd say you know he's got good setups, great strikes. He starts good fighters. Really good fighters, you know, with those strikes, with those setups like that, you know. I think he's got a bit of an advantage in this one, just slight, you know, because he has fought those main event championship rounds. You know, he's fought the five rounds before. He's done it, and now, you know, I think that that could be an advantage for some. You know, on the other hand, we have Song Yudong, who is a really fucking great striker. Also has great movement. Not... As crafty as um, Sanhagen, but what he does have is really great speed. He's got some speed and can catch you with some heat in like a blink of an eye, man. So if Sanhagen wants to win this, you know, he's got to keep them calf kicks going. He's got to keep them leg kicks. Song Yudong has to do the same, honestly. You know, he's going to... They're both going to have to try to slow each other down. You know, that that goes both ways, I think. You know, if um, Song can compromise Sanhagen's movement, slow him down, work him down, you know, maybe hits to the body. I do see, um, you know, I do, like I said, I see Corey Sanhagen having the advantage in the later rounds just because, you know, like I said, he has fought those championship rounds before. It could be an advantage, but that's not to say that Song Kidong isn't training for that. Of course, he's training for that. And is expecting that i think what he what song would try to do is like i'm saying you know try to work the body work the legs tire him out wear him down catch him later on you know or as quick as he can um he's really gonna have to try to get cory not to move as much but i do still think cory pulls this one off you know he's tricky he's got great footwork in the hands i i think he pulls this off you know, but this is gonna be a great main event. It's gonna be a really good fight. It honestly is gonna be a pretty close fight. It's gonna be good. Um, I'm excited, man. These fight nights lately have been fucking great. And uh, <clears throat> like I always say, you know, don't don't miss out on these. Don't skip fight nights just because they're not super huge, well-known names. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people just watch the pay-per-views and not the fight nights. They're free fights, bro. And they're really fucking good. So, the last few have just been bangers, dude. So, this is going to be another banger. One that you're not going to want to miss. Make sure you tap in. I'm taking Corey Sanhagen on this one. Minus 195. And, yeah. That's it, man. This is 
I believe yeah there's no there's no card next week but I think um I, I might still make an episode we'll see because uh I mean we'll just be wrapping up but yeah we might not be back next week there's no UFC uh for the following weekend but we'll be back after that one uh I forgot what card is after that but we'll be breaking that one down so I will not have an episode next week actually because my, you know, when I um, recap previous fights, it's pretty, they're pretty clear. I can do that in like five minutes. That's why I want to get my TikTok popping with UFC content, which I'll work on eventually. But yeah, thank you guys for coming through, checking this episode out. This is going to be a fun card. It's going to be really good. Uh, we got some good cards coming up soon. So these breakdowns are going to keep coming. So yeah, check. make sure you check out the Raw Dogs. Uh, available wherever you get your podcast also we have our companion uh playlist that go along with the episodes check those out they're pretty fire this week we had uh, my boy turo on we had some funny conversations talked sports as well we talked a bunch of stuff and then gave our playlist so make sure you check that out tap in thanks for tapping in with me on this one and yeah let's get this bread baby later <laughs>